Thank you so much, BBS Radio, Brothers Newsom. We appreciate what you're doing on the technical level to bring this show worldwide live over the internet radio. Happy Monday evening. Today it is March the 28th, 2022. My name is Gijs Minderhout, located in Northern California. And the this one-hour show is called The Wild Card. And Wynn just sent an email out that he wants to play a replay with Dr. Friedman. And Wynn is not here yet. So let's try to get to I'm here. Welcome, Wynn. Hi, Wynn. It's not just Dr. Friedman. It's Dr. Friedman, who I am sure is the reincarnation of... Jesus' disciple, Matthew, and he remembers what happened. And uh, this was an interesting show we did. He was a regular until he passed. And uh, Carla Ruckert, who was the channel for the raw material, and Terry Brown and myself are all asking questions to Terry Friedman. And, and, And Ben, we have another Carla on the call tonight. We do. Yeah. Yes. yes, another Carla. <laughs> Hi, Carla. Hi. Are you, are you new? I'm sorry, am I what? Are you new to the call? Yes, I'm new to the call. I remember a long time ago I heard about this through uh, David Wilcox. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You must, have, you must have gotten my email that I just sent out, right? Yes, yes, I did. Uh-huh. Well... You're courageous in showing up. Yeah, I think the topic is interesting today. Yeah. But we're going to start in just a couple minutes. And you move your mic because you're very loud. See if you can move your mic away a little bit. I'm loud. Very loud. Right. Okay. I'm on my computer speakerphone. Welcome to the people that just came in. Would you like to say your names and location? Gilbert from Central Florida. Is this Wilbert from Central Florida? Correct. Hi, Wilbert. Hello. Anyone else? Anyone else? Carla from Los Angeles. Hi, Carla. Hi. And Antonio from California. Yes. The Central Valley. Oh, I see. Anyone else? Feel free to say your name and location. Hi, Jeannie in Citrus Heights. Hi, Jeannie. Welcome. Hi, Jeannie. Hi. Hi, Antonio. I wish Teddy was here. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> Thank you, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi. All right. I thank everyone for being here. And if you're listening in on BBS radio, happy Monday to you. Thank you for, for participating with this uh, gathering. And I want to mention that right after this one hour show, we will go over to another conference call. This is the time we cast for the conference call. 
which is our daily whole planet healing conference call. And BBS will broadcast it tonight on this same station. So just hang in there after the hour if you're interested. And then you can participate with the whole planet healing conference call, where we put worldly issues into the light. Yes, my name is Hi. Hi, hi, it's Bonnie in California. Welcome, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Hi. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Hello. Hi. Is that Roger? Vin, are you ready it's to Roger take off? Welcome, Hi, Roger. Roger. Hi, Roger. <laughs> I was hoping nobody would have uh, <laughs> 55 minutes playtime already. Uh, so. <laughs> and we will be listening to our dear friend, Terry Shepard Friedman on a, a replay with, I believe, Carla Ruckert and Terry Brown and Winfrey will be all asking questions. That's going to be interesting and I hope that you will enjoy what you hear and that it will be beneficial to you. Vin, do you have it lined up? I hope so. Me too. Uh, how long is it? Because we have 55, we're short of 55 minutes right now. It's 55 minutes. It is 55. All right. So mm -hmm. thank you all so much. Uh, I'm going to mute the phone line. Muted. Vin, it is March 28th. Here we go. The recording has started. This is March 28th, 2022. Winfrey and Terry Brown in Sedona, Arizona. And everybody everywhere. And let me see here. Okay, looks like I got a, am I lined up okay? I hope so. Okay, you know we've had we've had some amazing people on our shows, and I don't look for them. They show up, and many of them have been at least more expressively amazing in a past life than they were in this life, and uh, they're still amazing but they did something spectacular in the past. For example, Terry Friedman, who passed away, was a regular on our show for about five years. And I became sure, and I'm not gonna tell the story, but there was an amazing story of how I was certain he was the reincarnation of Jesus's disciple, Matthew. And then we've had Carla Rucker. And if you're not familiar with Carla Rucker, she was the original and legendary channel for 
the law of one, the raw law of one material, which has become classic. Uh, she did it between the 1980 to 1983, and um, she and her husband, Jim, used to read excerpts from Terry Friedman's book in their morning meditation, which was The Man Who Walked With Jesus. And we still have a few copies left, manwhowalked.com. And um, of course, Terry Brown, who is my partner and associate and our house channel, <laughs> who brings through messages from the Council of Elohim. And the Elohim is the group soul. You know, I make these wild claims, but these are actually true. You don't know what, I went, what I've gone through. When I make a claim like this, don't believe it, but just don't think I'm just saying it for hype. Um, the Elohim, is the group soul that has existed before there was a physical universe as energy bodies, and they actually created the universe. And at this point, I believe it. We've asked, they've actually told us how that worked and how it works scientifically. And they're very transparent with this. And Terry is a channel for them. And um, I asked in a channeling one time, was Terry ever anybody famous? And they told me to look up St. Catherine of Siena, who I never heard of. And I Googled St. Catherine of Siena. I found the story of this young woman who would go to the local Catholic Church in Siena, Italy. They would write down everything she said because they thought God was speaking to them through her. And when she died, all her channelings were compiled in a book, which is still on Amazon, called St. Catherine's Dialogues with God. And Terry was the spitting image of St. Catherine. And I am absolutely sure she is. I read about her. Uh, Terry has similar things in her disposition, etc. And Terry is on this call asking questions. And Terry Friedman uh, can remember the events of Jesus's life when he walked around with him as a disciple. And people will ask him questions. And you'll see it's fascinating. And on that note, here we go. This is Wayne Free. It's um, April 21st, 2014, and we are in Phoenix. Terry Brown and I are in Phoenix. We are at the home of Terry Friedman, and we um, did the special call tonight. We had Terry on a couple of months ago, and we talked to Terry about uh, just to give you a little background about Terry Friedman, Dr. Terry Friedman, he has been an alternative medical doctor for 
most of his life. And he has helped a lot of people, cured a lot of people. Um, he's been fairly well-known. He's hobnobbed with a lot of famous people. And, um, and at some point, he had this realization, this idea that he had a past life as Matthew, who was uh, probably the most prominent disciple of Jesus, who was the, the, the most popular scribe. Who's Jerry? I think you're making noise, Jerry Brown. No? Um, maybe so. Um, okay, just keep it down or I'll mute you. Um, Matthew did the Gospel of Matthew. And um, Terry Friedman wrote a book about it called The Man Who Walked with Jesus. And he had a very hard time talking about it because of his prominence as an alternative doctor and um, many of the people that he ran with. Although, if you look at the back of his book, Larry Dossi, MD, some of you may know, gave an endorsement on the book. Gladys Taylor McGarry, who, those of you who are into Edgar Casey, might have remembered her husband, Dr. McGarry, was a doctor in Phoenix that used all the Edgar Casey remedies, probably the most prominent MD, to use Edgar Casey remedies. And then uh, Reverend Lloyd Bennett, Associate Minister, Mile High Church. Now, when Terry wrote, The Man Who Walked with Jesus, he never said that he thought he was that man. <laughs> it was kind of a mystery of like, well, who is he writing about? And I don't blame him, because it's very controversial to, to say that. And people, when you happen to have been perhaps somebody famous, and you talk about it, people, usually many people, will misrepresent it and think that you're just saying that to get attention. But I read Terry's book, and there was a lot of resonance that says, well, you know what? This could be true. And then I invited Carla. Well, let me just see. Terry, would you like to say anything before I turn talk about Carla? Which one? Uh, uh, Terry, Terry, Dr. Terry. I'll say Dr. Terry. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm pleased to be here, and I'm pleased to meet Carla and uh, share my... my, 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 my I'm humbly uh, agreeable to share what little knowledge I have. Mm-hmm. And um, Carla Rucker, who, of course, most of you know, who has we've talked to her many, many times on the show, and we've also she's also uh, our support our support system and holds space for our Sunday call is was the channeler of the raw material. And the raw material, the raw was a group soul of hundreds of millions of individual souls that has acted as a helper and a guide for this planet for perhaps tens of thousands of years. 
And, of course, it's my contention that um, uh, the Ra group was very involved with the manifestation of Jesus. This is not something that Carla has said or that Dr. Terry Friedman has said or Jerry Brown has said. And, of course, we have the contention that perhaps Terry Brown had an incarnation as a a Catholic woman who perhaps the rock group was speaking through in and ended up um, talking in a local church in Siena, Italy, and um, it became accepted by the church and still published on Amazon. Most of you know that. St. Catherine's Dialogues with God. Now, everything in the past is in the past. And this is not to exalt anyone. Exalting people does not um, do anything for one's evolution or their evolution. The purpose of this is to have a dialogue, to talk to Terry, to give Carla and Dr. Terry a chance to meet each other, learn about each other's work, and nobody has to agree on anything. No one has to agree that Terry was Matthew or that Terry Brown was St. Catherine or that, um, Carla, we don't know who you were, but we do, that even if there's such a thing as a rock group, okay? <laughs> Although we think there is, you know, we're learning from the content of what we express not from elevating anything. So uh, we'll take this call in that kind of context. And Carla, would you like to say a couple words of introduction to Dr. Terry so he feels you? Well, hello, Dr. Terry. I'm so pleased to meet you. Hi. uh, Hi. I I really think that we get to know each other better just by hanging out and and um, talking and and feeling each other's energy and vibrations. It's a I much really... more, yeah, it's a much more um, sure way of getting to know someone. And I'm very comfortable with with letting things uh, develop as they will. I I think that uh, I will enjoy. Knowing you a little bit better, and uh, I am honored to be in your presence, sir. Thank you. And I'm honored to be in your presence. I've heard a lot about you through through when, and I'm honored to be in your presence as well. And I'm honored to be in all of your presence. So, <laughs> Jerry Brown, would you like to say something? your energy in the mix. I am so pleased to have everybody on the line together and all of the listeners. It's a good mix of energy. Mm, it does feel good, doesn't now, it? So, you know, I, I have Terry, Dr. Terry's book, The Man Who Walked With Jesus, in my hand. It's called Tales from the Sixth Disciple. And, um, Terry, when you were writing this book, were you having 
actual memories. I understand you had a voice that you believe was Jesus that was connecting with you while you were writing it. Um, Was it Jesus talking to you, or were you downloading memories, or both? Yes, the more I spoke to him, or listened to him, the more my memories came back. In general, he uh, addressed me at night and downloaded information. As I woke up in the morning, I began to write the information down until I finally had a full book. But the more I heard his voice or recognized his input during my sleep time, the more I remembered of that lifetime. So at first, I didn't remember much of anything. But eventually, I began to know lots and lots with his assistance. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe I would read just uh, a couple paragraphs here from from the book, just so you all could feel the frequency of the way this is expressed. Um, we must not fight our God. This is Jeshua. He didn't call himself Jesus. He called himself Jeshua, and he didn't call M- Matthew Matthew. He called him at least in this book. And, um, oh, you know, one of the interesting things that came up when I was talking to Terry that connected with the raw material is I talked to Terry about Judas. This was in our last call. And Judas said that, uh, Terry said that Judas did not really do what he did to betray Jesus. He did it because he wanted Jesus to do a public miracle while he was on the cross and have him recognized by the church, by, um, or not the church, the Romans, and that he would be declared officially a Messiah. And interestingly enough, one of the things in the raw material, Carla, why don't you share what was in the raw material? about that well I'm, I'm trying to think of, of what, where we, what you're referring to well we're, we're in the raw material maybe I'll just say it so, you know, I don't okay. catch you <laughs> Sorry, I'm um, in the raw material it was indicated this, that Judas did not attend to portray Jesus he didn't oh, right. do what he did uh-huh. to portray Jesus right but to make Jesus famous so to speak by doing a public Miracle. Yeah, do I have that I, correct? I thought maybe that I, it, that is in the raw material. And what isn't in, in the raw material, but what is in other books that I've read, is that um, it's possible that he might have had feelings to make him an earthly king and shake off Roman mm-hmm. rule. Uh, That's pretty mm-hmm. right. You're pretty right there, Carla. Okay. You're correct. And specifically, he said that Judas wanted me to open me. Open the uh, door and all the bars and the walk out to be free. But I wouldn't do it. That was not my plan. Um, so Judas, Judas misinterpreted Yeshua's plan. Terry, Terry Brown, excuse me a second. Terry Brown, are you in the same room as Terry Friedman, Dr. Terry? Yes, I am. We're getting echo, so you better move into another room for the moment, okay? 
And I want to announce, uh, Wynn, that uh, Mr. Alan Steinfeld has arrived, I believe. Hello, Wynn. Alan, are you? Yes, I'm Alan, here. Alan, are you here? Yes, I'm here. Do you hear me? We hear you. We hear you. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So, I'll be here for Alan, a while. Thank you. Okay. Alan is um, the person who uh, he has new realities. TV show or YouTube right. channel? And TV and radio TV. and YouTube, yes. Yeah. And tens of thousands of people in the New York area uh, pay attention to Alan, and he has brought many people to the attention of the East Coast and probably other places too, public. And he knows, he, he, he's in Phoenix right now, and he knows. Terry. He met Terry. He he's friend Terry's caretaker, Adele, who's probably also listening, um, was working Hi, with Adele. Alan. <laughs> and and Alan knew about Carla Rucker and when I mentioned mm-hmm. to her to him that we were always doing things together, I said, mm-hmm. Be on the show tonight because this is a good way to meet Carla and Dr. Terry and bring them if you feel, if you want to, to the attention of the people that are paying attention to you. So, Carla, I want you to meet Alan, Alan Steinfeld. Uh, hi, Carla. Hi. Nice hi. to meet you. I, I like your work. Thank you for the raw material. It was my pleasure. Hmm. Maybe we'll have a right. conversation sometime, okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be okay. I'd be happy to share each other's phone numbers with each other. So Thank you, Wynn. You I'm on for further. a little while. Wynn, I'm on for a little while. I'm going to have to do an interview, but let's talk. What, what, what were you talking about with uh, Dr. Terry Friedman? Well, we were just talking. See, I have, I have this contention, this idea, that um, there was a connection between the Ra group and Jesus, and um, that... Maybe it was a big connection. Maybe Jesus something that Carla has come up with. And certainly not something that Terry has come up with. And there were a couple of things there were a couple of things that triggered that with me. One of them was and this is what we just talked about, Judas. And that Terry Dr. Terry said Judas really didn't intend to betray Jesus. He he wanted Jesus to be made head of state by doing a miracle in front of everybody. And that the raw material talked about Jesus and said something similar. And there were a couple other things. So, you know, we're not going to um, draw that conclusion, and I'm not going to even present all the points in case, but I think there's a similar energy and that everyone else can listen as we talk and draw their own conclusions. And of course, Matthew was the most literate of all the disciples and his, um, his, his work is the one most quoted. Most of the great quotes from Jesus were in Matthew. And of course, uh, Dr. Terry is very literate. He's a great writer. And um, I thought maybe I would read a little bit here, just a paragraph or two, 
from his book, The Man Who Walked with Jesus. And um, this, is Je- this is Jesus and Yeshua. We must not fight our government with anger, but must instead be reserved in our opinions. We must give appropriately when we are able. And we must trust that we are always given everything we need from the Father. When we have truly internalized this truth, then we can easily forgive our government. The rulers must be forgiven, for they know not what they do. He went on. I have also touched the face of anger. Remember, this is Jeshua talking. One of my greatest challenges has been with the priests. Just as I challenged them in the temple on that occasion when I was 12, so now they defy me. As I become well-known, they are threatened, and they denounce me. Matai, you and many people, Matai was Matthew, and this is Jeshua, Jesus talking to him. Matai, you and many other people saw me get angry at what the money changers were doing. Interestingly, because they are taught and have come to see God as a vengeful God, the people weren't much disturbed by my outburst because they thought I had a perfect right to express myself in this way. But it was not that, as you know. Instead, it was my ego's understanding of human degradation and my impatience with that human condition. Impatience is often acted out in anger. I have not acted out of my ego-centered impatience too frequently, but occasionally I have. And when this is so, I have prayed on it and blessed it, and in that it is aligned. He then spoke of another type of impatience. This is the divine impatience that does not act out in rage, but instead acts out with a moment turn a a momentum to to accomplish, a momentum to accomplish. In other words, in the divine understanding, if one were not impatient, one would never move. What would be the reason to move on something or make a new choice? Divine impatience, then, is that which says, I will move forward. I will make a new choice. I will make a new life. I will make a new universe. This is not an energy born of boredom or anger, never. It can be perceived as an energy of opportunity, of growth. Jeshua continued, when I was demonstrating my anger at the money changers, the anger was coming in part from my ego, but it was also in part driven divinely, because I was aware that by using my anger through the divine spirit, I could teach a valuable lesson. I pray that the lesson was not about teaching people that they had a right to deliberately go about showing anger to everyone in their path. But they have a right to feel anger. They, then they have the opportunity to forgive the emotion. He added, in my humanity, I had the right to be free of all the emotions, and I chose in this case to free myself by expressing, through the anger, demonstrating it. You may have heard the word emotion expressed as energy in motion. Well, that is what it is, actually acting out the emotion. 
and I gave it full force. It just, it didn't just mutter under my breath something about, why don't you get out of here? I exploded. How dare you people? And I called them vile names and I judged them. You saw me as I angrily threw a fit because they were in violation of the law, the Jewish law. And they had really taken their violation to extremes. It was quite barbaric. It was not that I justified in doing, that I was justified in doing what I did. That wasn't the point. I had simply to give a lesson. The lesson was not that they were wrong, but it was that anger could be transmitted, healed, and transmuted. Jeshua said his anger reached further still. Beyond the issue of money changers, there was also the merchants selling doves for sacrifice. I was annoyed about this custom as well. I had spoken out to the crowds many times, saying, these customs are no longer relevant. Only our God requires no sacrifice. Remember the story of Abraham and Isaac. Well, to this day, there remains a misunderstanding. And he thought to clarify that. It is true that discipline or self-control, as it is known, such as fasting, forgiveness, or letting go, can seem like a sacrifice. Because these things are not easy for the human body, for the personality, or for the ego. But these things are not recommended so that humans feel forced to sacrifice. Rather, they are suggested so that the individual can create a shift out of the old ways into new, expanded, God-driven ideas. So these rituals are not of a vibration of sacrifice, but of a new creation. Letting go is absolutely necessary in life. Even in the case of possession of a gift, a blessing of it, and a release is important. The release doesn't have to be a destructive process or a painful letting go, but it becomes painful when one doesn't realize the importance of letting go when one doesn't know inside themselves the wisdom of such an act. Terry, would you like to comment on anything about this? Well, I think... Dr. Terry, go ahead. Yeah, I feel that it's well stated in my book, and it's very true, and that's exactly what he said to me. And I downloaded this, and he called me a spark. He said, I said, how how do I know all this, and how do I know it's all true? He said, you are my scribe. If anybody has total total freedom to be truthful, you are you are a special one. You are very truthful. So he said, what I said on that step, what you saw, but not, that's exactly what happened. I threw the money changes scattered the money all over the steps of the temple. And I, and I also upset the upset the uh, uh, stages of the doves and set them free. He said, I was very angry. That's what they were doing. So I not only emotionally expressed it, but I, I told me physically expressing it as well. And that's what I meant to do. Exactly that. Yes. As you know, it's very true. You saw me do it. Tell me, um, Carla, was the, the sacrificing of the doves in the Bible? Well, it was a very Old Testament, as uh, 
Dr. Terry said, it was, um, it was, or as Jesus said through Dr. Terry, it was way out of date. Uh, this was what their forefathers had done uh, to appease an angry God, and Jesus had told them they were free from that now and did not need to worry about that, and they didn't get mm-hmm. it. And uh, one of the reasons they didn't get it was that it was not to the benefit of the money changers for them to get anything. They needed them to go ahead and buy those silly does and, um, you know, put money in those money changers' pockets as uh, they were doing it. And so the money changers were like, would you please hush? Would you please stop that? And, you know, you're interrupting business. And they just didn't, I think for the most part, they didn't take it seriously. Uh, but in that they did take him seriously, they were concerned that he was giving people the wrong idea. That is, he was giving people an idea that would stop putting money in their pockets. And finally, um, I think Jesus got um, irritated beyond belief because he had, in fact, uh, removed the necessity for these old customs. There was no need anymore to the angry God. Was Jesus worshipping a different God than Jews? No, it wasn't a different God. It was a God made free of the shackles of old belief. Uh, Jesus came to give us a new promise, a new a new way of thinking. He said, uh, it's not necessary to do these things. This is not an actual uh, good thing. This is not proper or not appropriate. And uh, he was, um, it wasn't that he was against the money changers. It was that his ideas were contrary to the idea that motivated people to sacrifice, that is, fear. Jesus came to substitute love for fear. And when he had done so, um, to his satisfaction um, in thought. Uh, he he found that people were not getting the drift, which I think drove him to acting out. Mm-hmm. Carl, Carl, you're, you're absolutely right. And there was another time. Uh, Jesus, yes, was, because that's what we called that time. We spoke Aramaic, and that's why that was the language. Uh, his, his uncle, his uncle, uh, was a ship, a mass ship bank. You know, he had he traded all over the world. I know that those days. So, that was that was Joseph of Amarantha. That was his yeah. uncle, and very. Uh, Jesus. Yeshua was never poor. Mm-hmm. He had the backing of his uncle. Very, very extremely wealthy for those times. And, and one day they sailed to Mexico and met the Mayans. And one of the things they did there was explain to the Mayans, we're doing Cuban sacrifice. This is not necessary. In fact, this is not like by our God. They want God. 
was not like. So he said, stop that practice. So I was there and I, and I backed him up as I could. And uh, eventually they did stop that, by gosh. And um, they created a, a wonderful uh, tribe of, of uh, Native Americans who uh, eventually went, went up and spread the word up into the United States and talked about the white buffalo and everything. So he actually mm-hmm. said when he left the shores of Mexico, he said, I will return. When he returned, he said he's ascended state. So they called him the winged serpent. There's a history today talking about the winged wind, wind, W-I-N-G-E-D, winged serpent, who could fly from the above the sky right down into their area. So that's how it got started because he told him he would be back someday. So mm-hmm. that's uh, Dr. Terry, why don't I give yeah. either Car- either Carla or Alan a chance to ask you a question, if that's okay with you, about anything they want to ask about sure. your perception of this lifetime that you Go believe ahead, you live and yeah, that'd be all right, and I'll do my best. Okay. okay. Alan, are you there? Hello, Alan. Uh-oh, I think we've lost Alan. His he phone line is... Ha- He's gone? No, no he's he here on the phone. When, 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 I'm here. I'm just, I'm just about to start a little interview session, but... um. No, I think it's very interesting what Terry's bringing up, the sort of the um, human side of Jesus, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just uh, was just before, I know you have an interview. Would you like to ask Terry a question before you leave and just about anything about Jesus' life? Yeah, I want to ask Terry just about the um, ascension of Jesus and what that took inside of him to activate those higher frequencies. What that took in Jesus to reach those frequencies of the resurrection and the ascension. Can you talk about that? Yeah. I heard part of what you said. Could you, Alan, could you please repeat that? Okay, so... Just a little, what little was bit loud. Frequency, what was the... What, what, had, what did Jesus have to do to raise the frequency of resurrection and ascension? What was that process? Well, that was a process that? of living... That was a process of living your life... As God and knowing that everyone is one. Only one person, we're all in this together. I'm the picture of Jesus. And uh, he, uh, I tell you, he uh, yeah. said that there were times in his life where he wasn't in vibration for the energy of ascension. But sometimes it only lasted for a few minutes. So he went through that, uh, that vibration, high vibration for ascension. But he didn't hold that attention, vibration, constantly. It came and went. That was his attention of the cross. I should say, <laughs> you know, I have the cross. I, I wanted to say that in the yeah. sessions that Carla did, in the yeah. sessions that Carla did, what she, after she did her raw channelings, uh, for for years she had an open meeting where people asked questions, and she broke through 
I guess what you would call a lower aspect of raw. It was still raw, but it was something that didn't create so much negative attacks, negative attacks on her. And there was a question about that. I don't know if she remembers the answer. It's somewhere in her archives. But I kind of remember they were talking about how Jesus could put on a light, a body of light that looked like a body, and people could see. Do you recall that answer, Carla? No, I don't. Okay. Well, it's in there somewhere. It's in your to the Shroud of Torin was actually a snapshot of the light coming back into Jesus. Is that true? Would you repeat that? You know, I, I don't think, Alan, I don't think it's fair mm-hmm. to ask Terry okay. every okay. question. Yeah, I think you're In right. other words, okay. you're right. I should answer yes. that question, but it's kind of here to get, because your voice is no, very no. soft. I was just saying the Shroud of Torrin. Do you know anything about that as far as the free? Yes, that's, that, was, that was a true Shroud of Jesus. Okay. Uh, they will learn eventually how to date that accurately. They'll find some materials that were around at the time of Jesus' life, like some mm-hmm. powers and so yeah. forth. So, yes, that is a true, a true thing. Okay, thank Jesus you for that. Out. I appreciate that. Um, so, okay, I have to sign off. Wynn and, and Carla and Adele and Terry, thank you. Thank you. Everything. God bless. Have a good interview. Okay. Okay. Right, thanks. Well, Adele, maybe thank I'll talk to you later. Okay. All right. Thank you for being here. Thanks. And I, I will be in touch. Okay. 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 Um, Carla, anything you want to put out? Mask? I don't really have any questions. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm a happy camper. What? What okay. would you like to know, when? Because you're the one who has. An enormous number of questions in your in your uh, pocket. Is there any? Well, uh, my job is to think of the questions that other people <laughs> think of. They're, they're, okay. they're not asking, you know. Oh, I'm I'm stepping um, out of but, my my role here. Yeah, Lynn, may I ask? Yeah, but um, Hyde has a question. Go ahead, Hyde. You know, uh, Dr. Terry, I would like to ask uh, regarding uh, Mary Magdalene. C- can you share some about her, how prominent she was between you folks? Yeah, she was very prominent, and she, she pretty much came along with us in many of our travels. Uh, she had uh, one difficulty, and that was that her father had died when she was very young, and it kind of depended on her is a family supporter financially and abundantly. So she uh, took a life of which is not, not prostitution, but certainly close to that, where she spent uh, time helping various people with her issues. But she was a very, very high person. Of course, she is a twin flame of Yeshua. So her input was very important, and, and uh, she followed that. She came with us in many of our travels. In fact, she was there last supper. So I asked, well, where was she? And Yeshua said, don't you know, it wasn't the, at that time in history, it wasn't appropriate for a woman to be out at the dinner table. She was present in the kitchen 
and I, you know, I, I appreciate her, her uh, reluctance to uh, put, her, put herself in higher uh, energies when she was there. And, uh, of course, uh, they were married under God, and uh, she finally had a child, Sarah. But he never saw the child when he was alive. She she was seven months pregnant when Yeshua went on the cross. Hmm. So when he saw her in the other place, he never knew her as as a child physically. Does that answer your question? Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. You're welcome. Uh, Dr. Terry, I have a question. You know, we know that Jesus was being supported by Joseph of Arimathea, but when he and the disciples were going around, um, was there a lot of money to, to support support them? Could they stay in and, you know, well, uh, uh, well, traditionally, they, they, traditionally, they were living very humbly and staying yeah. on the side of the road or in people's homes. So why is it there was not money so they could travel in more luxury? Or how did that work? We always had everything we needed. Always. When we got into an emergency, Joseph Arbatea was there for us. He had a knowledge that he was part of our support system. He, he was uh, more than eager to do that. And if he should forget that, his wife would remind him, Joseph, you got a job to do. No, no. But generally, we did live very humbly. And sometimes we slept at a house at night as we traveled sometimes alongside the road in our blankets and our our warm booties for our feet. And then sometimes it got quite cold in Israel. But that's what happened. As we did live mm-hmm. on limit. Again, Joseph Arthur was always there to back us up if we needed extra cash or whatever. We always had our mm-hmm. needs. They were always met. And, and you were the accountant. You were the one who was responsible for making sure the money didn't run out, correct? Yeah. Well, I was... Uh, so you were... Thanks, Victor. And I, I was very educated with money, and so I kept, uh, kept the abundance in my pocket. Sometimes mm-hmm. I held onto that a little bit too tight. Yes, you would tell me. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, we'll always have our needs about We'll always have our needs about So not to worry. But like you, any human, they worried. We have enough for a meal tonight. But we always had our needs were always spent one way or the other. And sometimes now, many, you people were... tra- many people travel with. So we're not only responsible for our needs, we were responsible for the needs of people follow, follow the way with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you were you were around and witnessed 
some of the miracles that happened around yes, you. I was. Right? Yeah. Now, one of the interesting things that I recall reading in the book is that when there was a miracle, uh, you know, historically, we're always told that um, that Jesus did these miracles. But in fact, there was a group energy. And there, I remember uh, you were there with the loaves and fishes, and it was indicated that you were a part of the energy that allowed that to occur. Do uh, you want to share anything about this? Is that, am I correct? Well, or remember that correctly? You are correct. You are correct. I had lost the opportunity to learn from Jesus and do some of these miracles. But always in the background, or maybe in the foreground, Yeshua would say, not I doing this. It's our one Father. He's the one that's doing this. Our Father in Heaven. He's in charge. We're just, we're just here as a temple to the people. But he was actually to accomplish all these miracles. In fact, Yeshua said to me a couple times, you can do all the things I do and more. But in this lifetime, when I used to heal by my touch, I heal many diseases. Um, this lifetime, I don't do that. My, my goal in this lifetime is to teach people how to use their healing ability to get the healing that they need for themselves. So just like reading the, the uh, Mm-hmm. Fishes, the lows. I also teach on this lifeline how to heal yourself, how to how to how to stimulate your your energy and your power. Because that's what mm-hmm. Jesus wanted. Okay, we got a question here that Diane uh, emailed me in Minnesota, and she said she asked the question. Were there any significant female disciples that are not normally spoken about? And could you share something about their roles? Because she says, I think I might have been, she thinks she could have been one. Um, yes. Quite possibly. Jesus uh, did not feel like the times dictated. He believed that women were equal to men, that every word in fact, in some ways, they were greater than men because they gave birth to life. So, yes, in fact, Mary Magdalene became a healer after Yeshua was crucified. And she went around to places of sickness and healed the people. So she was very much a very talented individual, even though she had this young life with Jesus, uh, Sarah, who is, by the way, recorded in my area. I know her quite well. She's a very brilliant girl. I should say woman. But indeed, indeed, there are many women healers. And Jesus encouraged her behavior. Hey, did Jesus um, talk about reincarnation to his disciples? Yes. In fact, he told us some of the people that he was in the past life. Mm-hmm. But he asked me. Do you want to share what he said? 
Would you ask me not to share like, this time? He, he did? Okay. Yeah. All right, that makes sense. <laughs> In fact, um, he used to say, if people ask if I'm the side, tell them, no, I am not. He said to say, I'm not the Messiah, right? Yeah. The reason why he didn't want to ignore and, 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 uh, anything to do with his ego. He wanted it to uh -huh. know that he was, a, he was a man of God, but also a human being. He didn't want to be magnified in any way that people treated him as a Messiah, although that was his role. And a lot of mm -hmm. people did not ever realize that. Mm -hmm. I got a question. Go ahead. Did Yahshua have a sister? I, I can't hear. I don't have any. Uh, Terry, Terry asked if Terry asked if Yeshua had a sister. Yeshua had two sisters and four brothers. The youngest sister became very discouraged and disappointed with Yeshua's being and left the family for a while. But eventually, she found out the truth. She got to the family. The other sister worked with the essays very closely. They were very much in touch with the essays who predicted the birth of Jesus. Does that answer your question, Terry? Yes. There was one person I did believed she was the sister of Jesus. And so um, that's very interesting. I know one, but I don't know the other one. I do not know the other one. I have thought, yeah. I don't think on a physical plate I've met her yet. But the one, one sister I have met, she's very close mm -hmm. to me. Because mm -hmm. after Yeshua died on the cross, I, I pitched to help the family because they really needed help at that time to kind of regulate the behavior of, the, of his brothers and sisters. So I, I took that chance to begin to uh, teach them and help them find their way. Uh, were you there when he died on the cross? I was you right there. Were all the, the bottom, at the bottom of the were, cross. Were, were all the disciples there? Did they expect Jesus to come back and, and resurrect in the way that he did? Truly, no, not really. They, they, they didn't have that know-how of what was going to happen. They had, mm -hmm. Remember, even Jesus didn't know the whole story the last minute. He knew there was some mm -hmm. big thing coming, but he didn't understand what exactly. So a lot of them had no idea what he meant. And then he was actually coming mm -hmm. back. He had said that, but they didn't even understand this other body. And so when he 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 was 
I put on the cross. We that died. We were all very, very sad. We thought that was it. Terry, what do you think is the most important thing that Jesus would have wished for us to get out of his life? Well, of course, the key is that we must live a life with God, number one in our lives, and do, do it to others. We would like them to do it to us and recognize, very importantly, recognize that we are all one. We're all brothers and sisters. No matter where we live, what color of our skin is, we're all one. But that was a very important aspect of what he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Michael Ramirez, I don't understand your question well enough to ask it. He asked about the DNA, about Jesus Shroud and Leonardo da Vinci. Um, um, if you rephrase that, uh, send it to me. I'll try to ask uh, Dr. Friedman off to the side, but not on the call. Um, at 6.54, I thought we would take a moment uh, because um, we're really, it's really special that Jerry took the time to talk to us tonight. You can hear in his voice that he's, he's in a bit of pain. And I wanted to ask, maybe I wish that I wish I could say, boom, here's a miracle. And I'm not good enough to do that. But if I was, I'd ask for it. And uh, right now, maybe all of us together can send the most loving energy to Terry in Phoenix for healing. You know, he has multiple sclerosis, and his body is in a difficult situation, and he broke his ankle, and um, and it's really special that he came on the call tonight and shared with us. So let's take a moment of love and healing. Carla, would you like to say anything before we... Uh, but Carla or Terry, um, Terry, well, I'd like to say anything. I, I feel honored to be talking to a person who was so close in memory uh, to a man that I have followed all of my life. Uh, and I wanted to share with you, Doctor, that uh, when I was a, a tiny thing, I was much more conscious than most kids my age. And when I was supposed to be napping, my mind was too active and I couldn't nap. But I found myself able, just by experiment, not on purpose, but one day I had put my little glasses on the Venetian blind and it it was catching the sun as it came through the Venetian blinds of, of the window of my room. And it beamed right into my eye and I, I went out on that beam and I was in a magic place, and Jesus was there. Uh, not particularly tall, not particularly handsome, dirty from the road. Uh, not the way I had, uh, I have ever heard him depicted, you know, or seen him depicted. But um, this was what I saw, and his eyes were almost golden. And he would look into my eyes. He would hold my hand. He wouldn't speak to me. 
He would look into my eyes, and I would absolutely know what love was. And it has inspired me my whole life. And I have followed him faithfully since that day when I was able to talk to him. So I just wanted to share that with you since you also have had experiences close to Jesus, and I knew that that uh, would probably be more real to you than to some. Thank you for that, Connor. That's true. Yeah. I feel that you did give love wherever you went. But that love was felt at a distance, too. His energy was so powerful that the love that he put out went out to everyone in the area and beyond. You know what? I am so excited to bring Carla and Terry together, and I hope that this is the beginning of many more interfaces, and uh, it's so special to have Terry sharing this direct experience the day after Easter Sunday. And I thank all of you for being here and holding the energy for this particular call. And uh, and with that note, um, maybe sometime we'll have questions. I'll have Terry on again, and we'll see if you all have questions. In the moment. Thank you so much. This was an epic episode. Thank you, Wynn, Terry, Dr. Friedman. Carla Rickards and Alan Seinfeld. Vin, are you present here on the live on the call? I see you're muted. Sister six. We need to go over to Whole Planet Healing as we are running late. Star six, Vin. All right, I will just knock it off. Let's go to Whole Planet Healing. BBS will join us on the Whole Planet Healing. Hey, if you're listening to the call and you're new, we have learned that when we do our calls, we have a lot of beings that we have spoken to verbally in the higher realms that have played the part of God in our planet that are also on the calls. And we talk to them two times a week if you check out our schedule. But every day, we do a planetary healing call, and people can feel the energy on the line. So um, if you're on a phone line, you'll have to call another phone number. And if you're on BBS, you can stay on bbs.com, and it will play right out of BBS. Do you have a phone number for Whole Planet Healing? Yes, I do. Whole Planet Healing phone number is 667-770-1527, and the access code is 250-513-POUND. Thank you. 667-770-1527, access code 250-513-POUND. And if you're listening on BBS, it will switch automatically. So just stay right there. We'll, we'll, the line will go dead for like 20 seconds. 
and they will be redolling our other conference line number. So on that note, we're going to disconnect this call, and I thank everybody for being here. This session is no longer being recorded. Goodbye. Please announce yourself. Hey, you're on PBS Radio. <laughs> Yay. Welcome, BBS. Hello. Hello, guys. Hi, it's here, and welcome to everyone. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. Hello. Anybody else? Many on BBS Radio, thank you for being here, for staying on for this Whole Planet Healing Conference call. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? This is Wynn in Sedona. Hi, Wynn. I win. You sound really loud. I am on VOIP. Mm, sounds good. It, it sounds loud, but the, the, the crackle is still there as well at the same time. Yeah, you hear the crackle. Anyway, it is 7.09, and uh, Jackie is not present. She cannot be here this evening. So, when, let's just get going. Is that a yes? Uh, hi. Yes. Hello. Hello, hello. I hear you. You can hear me? Yes. Yes, sir. I hear you two times. Do I still do I still have a crackle? Still a crackle, still loud. And clear. Oh well. We'll just have a crackle, okay? All right. So uh I'm I'm gonna do it, right? Right. Excellent, excellent. Okay. So today it's still uh March twenty eighth, and I'm gonna mute the phone lines. Muted. And here the plane is taken off. The recording has started. This is March 28th, 2022. And as I said, we were just leaving our other call, and we're doing this call. This is a different kind of call. Um, and you'll see what it is. But we are doing something that it's hard to believe. And I can tell you that we have two group souls who have been talking to us that track what we do. So they are on this call and we're going to create planetary uh, intentions for improving the outcomes in the future for planet Earth. As most people know, this is a fairly, I use the word treacherous time period. And there's things that have ha are happening that you could call under the auspices of the negative that have never happened before in your life. And we make a difference. 
And we don't have that many people on this call. But to give you a couple examples, Heise, who was saying hello to everybody that you just heard, used to live in Paradise, California. And if you're not familiar, when there were those great fires in California, Paradise was a city that burned to a crisp. And 90, at least 95% of the homes burned down. And Heise's home didn't burn down. And when I asked our sources, did you have something to do with that? And they said, yes, they did. And then they say they're paying attention to each person on the call. Now, if you feel an energy on this call, you might consider they're paying attention to you. And we've had a couple of kind of ways that that proved itself. There was somebody that was listening to us for a year on BBS radio. They lived in Taos, New Mexico. And he heard me say that over and over again. And he was sitting there and he was thinking, if you can hear me, would you answer this question? And the next thing they did was answer his question. We had a lady, uh, well, one time Terry was channeling and she started speaking in another language. And the next day I got an email from a lady in Turkey saying, couldn't believe it. I was on the call on the internet and they said hello to me in Turkish. So we get lots of events like that. I don't keep track of them, but those two are easy to tell and I remember them. And um, they are not God. Shut up, right? I'm talking too long. They're not God in the traditional sense, but they're like our big brothers in higher dimensions. And we start off by doing an invocation to the light where we kind of bring in the higher energies and put a protective energy so nothing negative gets in the mix. And I'm gonna turn it over to Cecil Jepson, who is in the Seattle area and he's going to do that. Lynn, is the overmodulation causing the crackle? So if you can move your microphone further away or, or uh, speak more calm. Okay. Is that better now? It's still loud. And, uh, is it still crackling? Not crackling now. You're good. Okay. Thank you. Diesel, your turn. I was waiting to be introduced. Father, Mother, God, the one infinite creator, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect everyone in attendance, including those on BBS radio. And any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted to the highest and greatest good 
of all concern. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through our galaxy, the Milky Way, through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. Right now, we we invoke a group energy connection with all those present who are open to do so while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. We invite those sources who are positive service to others, honoring the law of one to join with us. We co-create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. And back to wind. Thank you. And as I said, we have sources that we communicate with and Terry Brown is the channel. We don't do a live channeling on this call, but Bonnie Penners in Corona, California, goes through our archives and picks a selection, a short selection to read from. So it gives you kind of an idea of who these guys are that we communicate with. And I turn it over to Bonnie. Hi, thank you. Okay, we are going to read from a call that took place on January 2nd, 2011. And this was actually a Monday night call. And the title of this call was The Difference Between the Elohim and Raw Group. And in the in Wynn's introduction to the call, he reads a little bit from his book, The Creator Gods of the Physical Universe Wanna Speak to You. And he had asked a question and where they had answered, and the question was, who are the Elohim? And why are they connected with the evolution of the human race? And the Elohim's answer was, we are a soul group whose purpose is to bring life and life forms to planets such as Earth. We then work with the life forms in the hope that they will align themselves with higher entities interdimensional energy, bringing heaven into the third dimension, transmuting third dimensional experiences into a fruitful playing ground for learning the lessons of love and bringing wiser entities back into the fourth and fifth dimension. And then there was Actually, uh, we had a channeling on this particular Monday night call. And after Wynn called in the light, then we had a short greeting from Ra'an through Terry. 
which reads, We greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator. This is the 2nd of January, 2012, and we are with you tonight, wherever you may be, or whenever you read a transcript, or whenever you listen to an audio. We are raw. We are an administration group that helps to administrate the sector of this area and even broader. We work with administration of local planets and oversee the energy transfers that exist in this sector. We have learned in past channeling to let the Elohim group speak for itself. As the Elohim has pointed out in the past, that we are carrying some of the frequencies that we have learned by being in the third dimensional realms and working with them, which the Elohim have very much less in that factor. They have very much less of the lower grounding frequencies that we have picked up by working in the third dimension. We shift gears. Elohim. This is the Elohim group, and we realize that the grammar is not adequate for a soul group in terms of we, she, he, and it, as we do not have a sexual orientation of male or female, although we do have manifestations of some of the female energies which are the higher frequencies. The lower frequencies tend to be more male by virtue of the frequency. We work with the higher aspects of love and light, and we maintain purity beyond the soul connections with the third dimension. We have merged into a loose group with the raw group for the purposes of bringing through information that is much and always the same. And we have, by bringing through in connection with the raw group, a bigger footprint, so to say. More frequencies are covered so that we, in combination with the raw group, are easier to spot or to tag into, to sense. There are certain ways one can sense our frequencies. We are very light, and one might feel an airy feeling, a light feeling, a more loving feeling, and like everything at that level is all right, no matter what is going on. And I'm going to leave it at that. I'll turn it back to you when I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Molly. And that was a good one to read today. Um, we are now going to do an exercise in making better outcomes on our planet. 
many people have talked about the idea of how intention creates reality. Wayne Dyer wrote a book called The Power of Intention. And when we have a group energy, which we have from all of you on this line, we have a stronger intention. And when we have the Elohim and Ra group on the line, it magnifies the intention many times. So we're gonna work on various planetary issues. We're gonna start out with Jennifer, who goes through the earthquakes and volcanoes in the past 24 hours. And as she talks about each event, I'd like to ask you all to just send calm energy to that area. And I turn it over to Jennifer. Thank you, Wynn. Tonight, I would like to invite Mother Earth to travel with us. She can increase our intention for calming. Tonight, we look at Hawaii first of all, as we typically do each evening. Um, there's always a lot going on there. Most of it is very low level today. We are very fortunate. Pahala, um, which is called the slump, and that's where all the little fracture zones are, they had 2.8 and less. And there were two low levels up on Mauna Loa and two low levels over by Kilauea. And that was all that there was today. So it was a good day. And let's send additional calming down, especially to what we can't see, the fractures, the fault lines, the hot spot where Hawaii sits. And also there's a lot of undersea volcanoes and just send calm down to the island and what we can't see underneath. And now we're going to move down to the New Zealand area. We had a 5.2, and this was off the island of New Zealand. It was on the Kermadec Trench. We had a 5.2 and a 4.3, and then moving northward to Fiji, we had a pair of 4.6s. Now we turn westward um, along the southern side of the Ring of Fire, and we had a 4.9 in Vanuatu. That's a set of islands. Um, it would be like northeast of Australia. Now moving westward over to Indonesia, the largest I found, there was a lot of activity, but the largest was a 4.5, which is excellent for that area. And now moving northward to Philippines, we had a 4.0 and less. Taiwan, we had a pair of 4.6s. Japan, moving north to Japan, we had a 4.6 and a couple of others less than that. And then moving um, up to Japan, we had a, just said, I think I just said that Japan had a 4.6. And then moving north to uh, the Russian area, there was no activity. Moving across um, the Aleutians, we just had really low levels today, 3.5 out at Atka, which is on the Aleutians, and less than that on land. So everything was very low level, which we are very thankful for. Moving down through Canada, British Columbia has 3.7. And I only mention that because <laughs> they, they put it up there. So usually they don't announce what happens. So 3.7 at British Columbia, moving down into Washington. 
We didn't have a whole lot of um, seismic, very low level, but we did have um, Mount Rainier is rumbling, and Mount St. Helens was quiet, but I think we need to send her some calm as well. And then moving down to Oregon, we did have Mount Hood and Three Sisters that we want to send calm to. And then moving down into um, California, it was a pretty good day in California. The geysers, always swarming, San Andreas Fault, all the way down to Southern Cal. And we did have a 3.0 at the Salton Sea, and that is directly on the fault line, um, the San Andreas. And then on the eastern side of the state, we have the Walker area, south of Lake Tahoe. These are all low levels. Um, Long Valley Caldera, and then south to Ridgecrest. And then before we leave the U.S., I do want to mention West Texas. We're still having that swarm that's ongoing there, and the largest of which was a 3.4 today. And then we're going to move right down into Mexico. We had some fours and threes. And then down to Honduras, which Honduras faces the Caribbean. And there was a 5.3 there today between the Honduras and the Cayman Islands, right on the fault line. And then looking at the other side of the plate where all the um, Caribbean islands are, we just had threes. But this 5.3 is probably going to reverberate around the plate. So we want to send calm to the entire Caribbean plate. And then moving back over to Panama, we had a 4.4. And then moving down through South America, um, it was pretty quiet there today. We did have a 4.3 in Chile and a 4.4 in Argentina. And then moving down around the southern tip of South America, we had a 5.1 at the South Sandwich Islands. And funny, funnily enough, the South Sandwich Islands is on the Scotia Plate, and it correlates to the Caribbean Plate on the upper side of South America. Very interesting. They're almost the same sizes, <laughs> the same. Uh, they look the same. They're, they're both um, curved. Very interesting. And then we're going to move up the Mid-Atlantic Ridge to the Azores, which is still swarming. Um, I understand that they are continuing to move citizens away from the island. Um, and then moving across Europe, it was all basically twos and a few threes here and there. We did have a 4.3 in Italy and 3.9 in Iran, 4.4 in Kazakhstan, and then moving all the way back over almost to the Indonesian area, we have the Andaman Islands. They are part of India, but they're closer to Indonesia, and we had a 4.7 there. And then that brings us right back to where we started. I'd like to thank everybody for participation, and I'll send you guys back to win. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Jennifer. And what we're going to do now is open the mics and let the people on the call put issues that they think are important in this field. And, you know, this is kind of like praying, except I don't, we're not a religion, and uh, but we have guys on the other side that help us, and they are not attached 
to our group that uh, if people say God and they feel the energy of the intent of that person, they very well can do an intervention because they honor free will. So you have to ask them. But I'm going to open the mics and people are going to put things in the mic. Unmuted. This is Jeannie in Citrus Heights. I want to put the awakening of the entire human race into the light and ask the Elohim to assist and accelerate in this great worldwide planetary awakening. Each of us who is here at this time is meant to be a part of this awakening. We each have something unique to contribute such that when all of us are working together, the light grows and will continue to grow until all of the dark forces currently at work in this world will realize that they are defeated and they will retreat and the earth and humanity will then continue to grow and live in peace. Thank you. You know, I'd like to put my friend Mimi in the light for healing. You know, she was on the call a couple of weeks ago, and then she's in a nursing home, and they told her partner they didn't think she was going to make it through the night, and you know, expecting her to die. And she was in terrible shape. She was groaning. She couldn't stay conscious. She was in pain. And then, but she didn't die. And a few days have gone by, and she's being a little bit better now. And I just want to keep this energy going towards her. Uh, I think her husband is making the bold move taking her home and which means he has to take care of her and that'll be good for her and it'll probably be good for him and uh, we're going to see if we can get her through it thank you anyone else this is Kathleen in Bloomfield, Vermont, and I would like to put the situation in the Ukraine into the love light for the highest good of all, particularly for those people who are supporting Ukraine, who are now experiencing very um, unsavory actions uh, of the dark. And I ask the Elohim and Law Group to please do all they can within free will to assist in the settlement of this situation in a peaceful manner for the highest good of all. Thank you so much. Tom, I heard you way in the background. Speak up closer to your microphone. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You sound really low, Tom. He cannot hear you. We can't hear you, Tom. Something's wrong. Well, you know what? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna help Tom, and I'm going to put Mike Lindell and uh, what is that other lady's name? Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell in the light for protection uh, and success in what they're doing. And um, I'm, we're going to go now into my planetary visualization. Now, just remember, on everything I say, we have, we didn't start the recording. You know that, Heis? We are recording. Yes, we are. I'm going to start lecture right now. Muted. Oh, yeah, we are. Okay. It's kind of like we have a, a light shadow on the other side. Moving along on this whole call. And those of you that are sensitive to energy can feel it. And those of you that are wondering if this could be real, we could just say, just imagine that this is happening and see what happens for you as you imagine it. When we create a group energy surrounding our planet with all of us and all of our sources. And we're gonna act as repeater stations, sending the love light from the higher dimensions down to the surface of our planet, uplifting everything that can receive this energy. We take a moment and focus on the humans who are service to others, who are keeping their energies open and uplifting the vibrations of the people around them. And who are doing things like charity work are inventing free energy devices, working to contribute to humanity, and we send them support. We go to the children and the young people of planet Earth who are very sensitive to these energies, but usually are not wise and don't know who to trust, who to follow. Uh, and we ask that as they get older, they pay attention and they get wisdom. And they become the leaders for the future of our planet. We go to the children of our planet. No, we go to the pets and the animals of planet Earth. And we send this energy to them 
for their upliftment, and particularly the pets who help keep their owners' hearts open. And if you have a pet, look at your pet right now and feel the energy. We go to the plants and the plants bring in the energy from their leaves down through their bodies their roots into the earth and that's for trees bushes and even grass and we just increase the energy of this action and we go to the rocks the minerals and the crystals that hold the energy of the higher realms very solidly. We go to the fish and the sea life and the dolphins and the whales. We go through the surface of the earth into the interior of the earth. And the earth has an energy field that flows through the entire interior and going up beyond the surface so that all life on the surface is included in this field. The earth has to process a lot of negativity, particularly from humans. And we center healing And we send our gratitude for giving us this opportunity to be here in a physical body in this period of time. We go to the energy waves that travel through the earth that terminate in potential earthquakes and volcanoes. And we ask for calm energy. We're gonna do some more earthquakes right now. And we're doing something different from Jennifer. Because Jennifer worked with the earthquakes and volcanoes of the day. And we're working on the potentials for the future. We go to the ring of fire, the land masses surrounding the Pacific Ocean. And we're going to send a huge column of light down on this area that extends from Asia and Australia 
across the Pacific to North America, Central America, and South America. And we're focused on the coastlines. And this energy field goes as north as Alaska. We go to the New Madrid fault line centered in St. Louis and the surrounding states. We put a column of light down hundreds of miles in diameter, penetrating through the ground, bringing calm energy to all the potential earthquakes and volcanoes in that area. And we go to the Mid-Atlantic fault line, running from the North Pole through Iceland, down the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, as far south as the tip of South America. And we put a longitudinal column of light down this entire length, thousands of miles, penetrating through the water We go to all the other potential earthquakes and volcanoes. We ask our sources to help locate them and send this calm energy. And that any earthquakes and volcanoes that need to occur because the earth is releasing stress can happen gradually and away from population centers. We go to some of the other out of balance situations on our planet. We start out with the coronavirus and its mutations and any other viruses be rendered harmless. We go to the immune systems of humans and we ask that they can be strengthened. And we go to the vaccines and ask that any toxic elements in the vaccines are transmuted.
And we ask that any earthquakes and volcanoes that need to occur because the earth is releasing stress can happen gradually, gradually and away from population centers. We go to the negative agendas, which are designed not to honor free will and to harm people in one way or another. We ask that they can encounter obstacles. And we also ask for the increased awareness and discernment of humans with regards to these negative agendas so people can know they're happening. We go to the awareness of humans, to the intelligence and consciousness and compassion of the intelligence in the higher dimensions, and that humans can learn that this intelligence is real and can actually assist people if they ask. Oh, excuse me. We go to the people that suffer for whatever reason, for health, for finances, for being abused, for being lonely, for whatever. And we ask for the presence of the Christ energy with all these people giving them something to hold on to, hold themselves above their suffering. And when possible, we ask for the ending of the reason for the suffering. We go to droughts and we ask for rain in all those areas particularly populated areas and areas where animals are depending on drinking water, we ask for gentle rain to fill the reservoirs. We go to the governments of our planet and we ask for leadership that makes people feel safe. And if we don't have that leadership right now, we ask that it comes in as the leadership of the future. We ask for qualities like benevolence, compassion, wisdom, courage, integrity, and ethics. 
And we ask for those same qualities for ourselves. We go to those countries and groups that are adversarial with each other. And we ask that they can settle their differences nonviolently. And we'll take another moment to send this energy to the Ukraine and Russia for the quick resolution of their issues and a stop to this war that's happening there. We go to interventions. We ask that our realm is protected from nuclear weapons going off. We ask for transmutation of toxic materials. Starting with radioactivity, chemtrails, nanobots, anything in food, air, water, or medicine, which is toxic. And we now bring this energy back to ourselves. We see the love light energy that flows through the universe, through the Milky Way, through the solar system, landing on our rooftop where we have an energy filter that only allows positive energy through it. And if we're comfortable, we can invite this energy into our home and move it through every cubic foot And we can bring this energy around the outside of our home and protect us from negative vibrations trying to get into our home. And finally, we bring this energy through our chakra system. opening up our energies, our hearts, breaking down barriers, activating our DNA, and reminding ourselves that we are each an aspect of the one infinite creator 
temporarily experiencing these physical bodies on planet Earth. We're going to end the verbal part of this call. We're gonna bring the verbal part of this talk to an end. I thank everyone who volunteers, who makes this call possible. And I thank everyone who attends, who is adding to the energy of our intentions. And I thank Terry for being the person who is our contact verbally for our sources. Just letting you know, we have a website that has all of our phone numbers on it and archives of almost a couple thousand of our conference calls. The website is called thespiritchannel.net. The Spirit Channel net and we hope you'll pay attention <laughs> many people who start paying attention to our work start shifting their vibrations and connect with a higher energy in our life in their lives and things shift for them so on that note we will see you next time. Bless you. This session is no longer being recorded.